The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or tending in sheep in the field, Come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, Prepare supper for me, put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink? Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, We are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Over the past three weeks, we've talked about our relationship with money, and this morning's scripture text has to do with feeling like you don't have enough. In the disciples' case, it has to do with faith. They felt like they didn't have enough faith. I don't know if you've ever felt that way before in your life, but I know that I have. I've thought from time to time, if I just had more faith, maybe I wouldn't have so many doubts or questions or fears. Maybe if I just had a little bit more faith in God, that God would probably answer my prayers. If I just had enough faith, a little more faith, I'd be more plugged in at church. If I had more faith, maybe I would be a better person. Maybe I would be a better parent, a better husband, or a better wife. If I just had more faith, I would know what to do. I would handle things better, more efficiently. If I just had more faith, things would be different. You've felt that way before, haven't you? Well, the idea of gaining or having more faith isn't a new phenomenon. Our our text makes it clear that the disciples thought this way too. They say to Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. Now, if you've read Luke 17 before, you know what came before these five verses. Jesus has told his disciples not to be stumbling blocks for others, not to get in the way of others' growth and relationship with God. And then he told them that if someone has wronged them or sinned against them, that they should become a forgiving people. They should offer forgiveness. And for every time that someone repents and comes to them, that they should forgive them, even if that person comes seven times in a day. And the disciples' response to this challenging way of living is, Lord, increase our faith. Now, the backside of that is the disciples saying, Lord, we can't possibly do that with what we've got. Jesus, if you want us to live like that, then we need more faith. Then you've got to give it to us. We can't live that way with a little bit of faith that we have. We have some faith, but give us more Jesus. That seems right, doesn't it? Seems right. Seems reasonable. If some faith is good, then more faith must be better. If a little is good, a lot must be better. We think, in, in, we think this way with money, right? If I have a little bit of money, more money is better than just a little bit of money. We think about this way with productivity. If, I have, if I'm just a little bit productive, then being more productive is better. We think about it in relation to vacation. If a little bit of vacation is good, then a lot of vacation is even better. McDonald's tapped into this idea back in the early 2000s. You remember what they did? 
They introduced supersizing. You remember, you could supersize your combo. You could go up to the window um, at McDonald's and you could order your number three Big Mac combo. And you didn't have to settle for the 20 ounce drink, right? Like you could supersize it for like 27 cents and you could go from 20 ounces to 42 ounces, right? All the Coke you could stand. You could go from having, you know, 10 fries kind of shoved into a little bag to having like 900 fries. Right? So many fries that when you eat them, you felt them, right? Supersize it. Because if some is good, then more is clearly better. We just need more, right? The disciples say, we just need more faith. If you want us to live that way, Jesus, then we need more faith. Increase it, Jesus. But the idea of increasing faith is based on the idea that if I had more faith, then things would be different. But what this reveals at best is a misunderstanding of faith, and at at worst, it demonstrates our own unfaithfulness. Because saying we don't have enough faith automatically discounts us from the commands of Jesus. Lord, I'm not faithful enough to do that. But Jesus, in response to these disciples, is very clear that faithfulness is not about size or quantity. If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, he says, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. In other gospels it says, you could say to that mountain, be tossed into the sea and the mountain would be thrown into the sea. Now not many of us are farmers anymore, but I grew up with a grandfather who had about an acre in his backyard and he liked to plant and occasionally he would plant mustards. Now, have y'all ever planted mustards before? Anybody? Mustards? Okay, just a few of us. Have you ever seen black pepper that you season meat with? If you were to shake out a couple of flecks into your hand of black pepper, that's what a mustard seed looks like. It's tiny. It's infinitesimal, right? It's, it's, it's very small, so small If I were to hold one up, you wouldn't even see it from here. Jesus said, if you have that size faith, the faith of a mustard seed, you could say to the mulberry tree, or you could say to the mountain, be tossed into the sea, it would be uprooted, and it would obey you. See, here's the thing, friends. Faith isn't given to us in a wallet or an envelope or a purse to be spent like money when we deal with God. Faith is not measured out according to how difficult the task or work is before us. Faith is not a thing we have or get. Faith is a relationship of trust and love, a relationship. It's about trust. I like the way the Heidelberg Catechism speaks of true faith. It says this, that true faith is not only a sure knowledge by which I hold as true all that God has revealed to me in Scripture, to us in Scripture. True faith is also a wholehearted trust which the Holy Spirit creates in me by the Gospel that God has freely granted, not only to others, but to me also. Forgiveness of sins, eternal righteousness and salvation. These are gifts of sheer grace, granted solely by Christ's merit. So stick with me here. Faith is not about giving intellectual agreement to a particular doctrine or idea. Faith is not 
about how much or how strongly we believe Jesus' words or actions. When we think of a married couple's faithfulness, we don't mean that they agree with each other's ideas or even their particular understanding of marriage. They're faithful because they've committed themselves to each other in love and trust. They're faithful because they continually give life to the other and receive the other's life as their own. They're faithful because they carry with them that one relationship wherever it is they go, in all that they say, in all that they do, in all that they are. It's the same in our faith relationship with Jesus. Faith will not, however, change our circumstances. Instead, faith changes us. Living in faith doesn't keep us from the pain and difficulties of life. It doesn't undo the past and it won't guarantee a particular future. No, faith is the way we face and deal with the circumstances of life. The difficulties, yes. The joys, yes. The losses, yes. And the successes, yes. And even the everyday opportunities and possibilities that we are offered. Faith doesn't get us a pat on the back, a reward, or even a promotion in God's eyes. It's what we're called to do. It's how we're called to be and live. Growing up, we had this saying in my family that you don't get a cookie for doing what you're supposed to do. Do you know that? Like, making up your room and, and keeping it clean doesn't get you a reward. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Cleaning up after yourself doesn't get you five extra dollars. It's what you're supposed to do. That's part of being a productive member of the family, the same is true with faith. Living by faith isn't going above and beyond. Living by faith is how we're supposed to live. It's how we're supposed to live. It's how we're supposed to live and move and have our being. So at the end of the day, we can say without pride or without shame that we've done what we ought to have done. Nothing more and nothing less. We have lived in openness to, trust in, and love for Jesus Christ. We've allowed Him to guide our decisions, our words, and our actions. We have been sustained by Him in our life and even in our death. Faith is lived, friends. Faith has power. That if we just use faith as an addition to our life, we'll never take hold of Faith in Jesus Christ has to be central to who we are. And it must be lived. And not lived in an abstract sort of way. It's lived out day after day in the everyday circumstances of life. Some days when the pain and weight of life seem like they're more than we can carry, it's faith. It's faith. And by our relationship with Jesus that we get up in the morning and face that next day. When we feel the pain of the world and respond with compassion by feeding the hungry, housing the homeless, speaking up for justice, when we experience the brokenness of a relationship and offer forgiveness and mercy, when we see the outcast and the overlooked and offer our presence and prayers, in all those we have lived, seen, and acted by faith. And even in those days, when we feel powerless, lost, and don't seem to know the way forward. 
by faith, we can sit in silence and we can wait. Faith, then, is how we live. And faithfulness to God means that no matter where we go, no matter what the circumstances we face in our lives, we do so in relationship with the one who created, who loves, who sustains, and redeems us. The one who's destroyed death and opened up everlasting life for you and for me. Y'all, Jesus doesn't and will not supersize our faith. Why? Because it isn't necessary. We live by faith, not because we have enough faith, because we have faith. And any amount, even as insignificant amount as that of a mustard seed, has the power and the potential to radically reorient our lives, to radically transform our world. And you already have it. You have all you need. Jesus believed that. And so should we. So the question for us this morning is not how much faith we have, but rather how are we living the faith that we do have? How is our faith, our relationship with Jesus, changing our lives, our relationships, and the lives of others? Because if it's not, more of the same won't make a difference. The mustard seed of faith, it's already planted within us. We already have enough faith. We already are enough. We don't need more. We just need to learn to live in our faith and through our faith. God has entrusted the gift of faith to you already. The question is, will it be more like a jacket that you put on and take off or a jersey that you put on and take off? Or will it become the centerpiece of your identity? Faith as small as a mustard seed, can uproot trees and tear down mountains. And if we live by faith, then I believe our world will be transformed by the power and presence of God in us and through us. You don't need more faith. You just need to live with what you have and through what you have. Would you pray with me this morning? Lord Jesus, you have blessed us in so many ways. You've given us all that we need for life in this world. And so we pray this morning, Lord, that we wouldn't take that for granted, but instead we begin to live in and through faith, God, so that that small seed planted inside of us might grow and mature so that it could bear fruit for the kingdom of God. Lord Jesus, help us to nurture the faith that you've given us that we might fully be your disciples and that we might be a part of the transformation you're bringing to this world. This we pray in Jesus' name, amen.